0: And Chris uh, Humphrey, I'm going to just start with you. If if, if you would start it off after this, feel free to dialogue amongst each other. What you mentioned that in your talk, like, what is it about this sound, this cry, this prayer of the bride? What does that mean to you? That's related to the Lord's return. Could you just dive into that a little bit?
1: Yeah, man, that's a tough question. Because um, <laughs> I think it's, an unfolding of the mystery um, of our union with with Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the ministry I'm a part of, Burn Twenty Four Seven, is a along with you know multiple ministries across the the world right now that are um, in the heart of reestablishing the Tabernacle of David and bringing people into um, just this 24 seven expression of throne room worship. And I think that the one thing that we've at least, and and I'm going to speak for myself personally, because I've discovered uh, that the more that the more time that I spend in Jesus's presence, the more that God actually begins to deal with the selfish ambition inside of me Mm -hmm. that actually wants to be known by man and that orphan thing inside of trying to build a ministry versus actually just, Loving Jesus with all of my heart, and when when you deal with that and and in in his and it's only dealt with in his presence um you know when we the, the more we're actually just pursuing ministry and less his presence and just getting to know him, I think that we be our our intercession our prayers, and everything become more focused on how we're moving man versus how our intercession is moving God and I believe in this last hour, God is stripping away all of that stuff in his presence. And he really is at the beginning of this new year, I shared on the call that I had this, this, this deep encounter with the father and and the pleasure of the father's heart, but also this urgency that it is time for, for, for the church to, you know, he loves that we know our sonship and it's been a focus of the church for, for a generation and, and, um, you know us understanding who the abba father is but i felt the urgency of the father's heart that it is time for my church to know their relationship to my son jesus because this is what i have done from the beginning and preparing all things for the second coming of messiah that it's time for them to know their relationship to my son because everything i've done from the beginning is for my son and to prepare a bride for my son and ultimately you know, at the very last scripture in the, in, in the book of Revelation, it's the spirit and the bride say come. It's not the spirit and the apostles or prophets or evangelists or pastors. It's, it's the spirit and the bride. And we have to strip off all of our identities and where we have actually ministered to man and become anointed to do the work of the Lord. Strip all of that off and position our hearts to, to make intercession according to the will of the Father and the will of the Holy Spirit, that there is a bride making herself ready. So we got to first do it in ourselves, and then that needs to become our discipleship, our message, like John the Baptist, the first coming. There's one coming after me, and he's none of us are ready for what's coming. But we need to get ready, and the preparation of the bride in this hour, I believe, is the Father's missional heart, because the Spirit and the bride say come is not just this this vertical cry for the spirit to come, but it's also a missional expression that there's a people that are going to be so in love with Jesus that his presence is going to be dripping off of them, much like Peter walking through the streets and his his shadow healing people, there's going to be a people that are so in unity in this bridal cry that their very presence being wherever, they're so in love dripping the presence of God that this bridal expression is going to invite people into this wedding supper that the father is preparing for his son. And I think it's real key in this hour that the father's heart is wanting us to focus in this next moment before Christ comes that we need to, we need to throw off all other garments and put on the bridal garments in preparation for his coming. And so that's, that's, Mm that l- list
0: that i can share on my message i mean
2: it's so <laughs> short
0: but that's it right there so that's beautiful who who would like to respond to that
3: yeah i would just, love that's... i would love to respond that is so right on exactly what the lord gave me i just want to just read something out of the scriptures concerning esther um and this is such a beautiful portion of scripture for us today um she's in this time of preparation, and yet she's listening to the voice of this man named Hige. I guess if I'm saying it right, but it says, now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as a daughter to go to the king, she requests nothing but what Higai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the woman, advised, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. And it's just such a beautiful picture, because to me, this, um, you know, Haggai, hey, the king's eunuch, is a type of the Holy Spirit. And as, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit in this hour, our preparation is going to be so pleasing to the king that we're not going to go before the king and dressed how we want to dress or what we think is... Um, good for the hour, but I love this moment where she goes into the king, and she is so radiant before the king, Um, and the word the Lord gave me this morning, as I was just praying about this time, is what do our wedding garments look like? The scriptures talk in Matthew 22, you know, talks about the man who comes to the wedding, but hey, those aren't the wedding garments, And are what are our wedding garments today? What are we wearing in this hour? And I just think it's a good question for us as the church.
4: I I love what uh, Chris said about uh, the stripping away, and that's completely right. Um, And uh, what Annette was saying about um, yeah having the right garments because we've we've so got church inside out. we, we 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 it's all about our church our ministry uh, our program uh, and and all our prayer and worship is like focused around that and i believe the lord is just stripping all that away to bringing us back to prayer and worship as the utter focus where we're just like dying to self we're dying to our ministry and everything else and it's just all focused on him which is completely emptying ourselves uh, that's what he wants that we just um in that place meet with him in an encounter that's far deeper than ever before and that's what we want for the whole church um i'm involved in the the burn 24 7 um team in in reading and it's great to uh, as a a people to um encourage um others to to get into that place but we we need it to go far beyond just um the burn 24 7. we need it into the churches we need uh, every church to be as focused on god utterly utterly on him it's like the 10 days of prayer stopping everything get in front of the throne get on your face before the throne and then all the mission and the mercy and everything else comes out of that and it comes flowing from the throne it comes in power it comes with the anointing it comes with the direction of the father Uh, and then it's fruitful um and then it's united because it's working with other questions across the town so um yeah, that, that's, that's God's heart. That's what God is doing in the church in this season. And uh, we've got really got to grasp hold of that and go forward
2: with it.
5: Yeah, let me respond. Uh, <clears throat> good to be with you guys. I'm Jason from Light of the World Purse Center, Bellingham. Um, so agree with everything that's been said. Lord, make us a ready bride. Um, for me, the question I'm asking is, how does the church and House of Prayer movement, missions movement, how do we awaken at the end of the age? And I think there's a real key in Matthew 25. Uh, we're all familiar with this, but we've got, I think, not just two groups there, but I think we have three groups. So the wise virgins, we have the foolish virgins. But there's also a group that I believe God's raising up to release the midnight cry, which says, behold the bridegroom. And I think that's the key. Behold the bridegroom. Here he comes. He's coming. So there's a beholding and a beholding because there's an urgency at the hour. And then it says, then they awakened. Uh, I don't think there's any, uh, ever a time when the whole body of Christ has been asleep. There's always a remnant people, and these are those forerunners, I believe, that are really calling the whole church to awaken, and that awakening, I think, really happens as we proclaim and preach Jesus, the bridegroom, and us as our identity as a bride. Um, Revelation 3.20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone comes and hears my voice, opens the door, we all know this, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. And that is such a phrase right out of Song of Songs. He's coming as a bridegroom, knocking on that door, asking us uh, to hear his voice and come in. A bridegroom to me is a lamb as well, a lamb who was slain. Uh, 28 times you see Jesus as a lamb. It's his primary face in the book of Revelation. We're ending up at the marriage supper of the lamb. Uh, Revelation 19, right? Let us rejoice. exult and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready it was granted her to clothe clothe herself with fine linen bright clean uh, which of course are the righteous deeds of the saints blessed are all those who are invited to the marriage supper of the lamb so this bridal paradigm is linked with the revelation of jesus as a lamb i like to tie it to the three feasts as well And this is my personal theology on this. i submit it to you. But I really see the New Covenant, uh, Last Supper, as a Passover meal. I think that was our betrothal. These are themes, okay? So it's not just these particular moments, but themes. Um, But a betrothal, supper, and then I see the Pentecost uh, feast really as our wedding. It's our anniversary with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then I see the Feast of Tabernacles where it's going to be our wedding feast where we celebrate uh, in, in, at the end of the age of course um, but uh, for me just practically I think it's getting back to the Word of God is what prepares the bride um, <clears throat> and uh, you know we know in 2 Corinthians 3.18 we become like that which we behold that's how we're changed and made ready when we see the lamb, behold the lamb. Um, We see that glory, it changes us from glory to glory. So we need to spend deep time, I think, with the Holy Spirit before Jesus as a lamb in the written word of God in the scriptures. Um, And I think it'll begin to change us. And we'll see a lamb's reformation happening, I think, when we return to the sacrifice of Christ. I think Jesus crucified is the greatest display of glory of God in all of history. It's the blazing center of the glory of God. So we see his glory as a slain lamb, the crucified Christ. um, And again, it blazes out there, obviously, in the resurrection glory, ascension glory, the ascended Christ as a lamb, um, the spirit of glory coming, and of course, the second coming. But I think that's the center point. When we see him as a lamb slain, it changes us. First uh, John four seven. The reason it's so critical is because we need to learn how to love one another, right? The great commandment of the new covenant. And yeah, we love God because He first loved us. And so, where is that love fully displayed at its highest level? It's at the cross, amen. Returning to Jesus as a lamb. First John four seven. Right, uh, uh, beloved, <clears throat> let us love one another, for love is from God. For and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Go down to verse uh, I think it's ten. And this is love that we have loved God, not that we have loved God, but that He has loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. So that's the display of the love of God. Greater love is none than this than he lay his life down for his friends it's all wrapped up in the cross and his amazing sacrifice. Um, beloved, if God so loved us, so we also ought to love one another. That impartation of love, that love revealed by Jesus crucified, is poured out by the Holy Spirit. Shed abroad in our hearts, so that we can love one another. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> um,
6: just to add my little portion, um, the the bride, um, building on everything that everything else, everything that everybody else has shared. To me, the bride is a context or a reality that's explained and given to us in the scripture um that i'm starting to see brings it brings the context forward by which certain grand themes that are present in the new covenant um are expressed and so like for for example um i see it as a context by which we become hinds feet like psalm 18 says it's the context that we're seeing being put into a submission that's based upon union. Yeah. Um, uh, another element is the fruitfulness. It's, it's the picture of the most fruitful reality of the new covenant life, of the new creation life. And so, you know, when we see it's a vine, it, the fruitfulness, you are, you are my disciples if you bear much fruit, my, my disciples will bear much fruit. Well, again, it's a fruit that comes out of union with the Messiah. And then we see in Hebrews, you know, put forth your labors and your efforts to enter into rest. Because the one who has ceased from his own works enters into the works of God. And so, again, we see this reality is giving expression. It's the reality by which the soul of the believer enters into a divine rest. Again, in union, a divine rest or ceasing from their independent reality and enters into what's called the works of God or bearing much fruit. And again, all of these realities have that similar commonality of it's not just the coming upon of external anointing, if you would, the more external anointing. It's not just the coming upon of the spirit of might to perform exploits. It has to do with that Zachariah 4 inner reality that is, that is cultivated according to the new creation, not according to a devotion that is common to the old or accessible to the old, but according to revelation of the new creation that she has been made to be in union with him and it's those realities on the inside coming to a fullness so that the expression comes out of that place it's also the context if you know if you look at it if we look at revival history the spirit of might coming upon the church has always been like a mixed bag <laughs> goes well and then it falters men falter you know whatever the case is here we see the vessel who's prepared to receive the most significant outpouring of the spirit of might and glory and to not mishandle it. And it's to not mishandle it because of that deep foundation in experiential new creation realities which is centered of course on her coming in through the cross and finding it being the birthplace, you know, to to quote Psalm 110, from the womb of the morning, she's come out of that womb of being born into that new creation and walks in and finds that there's a beautification of that new creation, reality, and identity that can only be called in Psalm 110, the beauties of holiness and receiving and properly handling that, those realms so that Hebrews uh, chapter six, the controversy in Hebrews. So it, it isn't a shrinking back or it isn't a failing. It isn't a stumbling back. It's someone standing and, and proclaiming love in the midst of all the glory and all the chaos.
0: That is so rich. Um, anyone else? Guys, this has been like uh, pearls of wisdom here. Just great insights into um, the bride. Anyone else want to just weigh in? We'll have one or two more, and then we're going to just just wrap up this time.
4: I love what uh Sati said in his um said in his talk um the other day about the the um the, the reformation of the, the bride being like the the thing that enables the 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 second coming. Um and I believe we can see that as the church becomes more like the church it should be, more like the Acts Church where people meeting together and have the favor of all the people um as we're seeing people saved into our towns and cities that in fact our towns and cities will become uh like a shadow a type of of that new Jerusalem to come in that we'll have um God's kingdom starting to come in our town to the point where our towns and cities start to become the church um where um it's the churches that are doing all the social care and and the um and, and, we are the focus and, and we're in through every sort of strand of society uh, and God will start to um, grow um, his kingdom in that way, I believe. Um, so it'd be like a forecast, precursor to, to the, the the second coming, a precursor to the new Jerusalem. He'll start to sort of model that in our, in our towns and cities. If we get this right, with seeking him in our church.
0: So I think that's a great insight. It just kind of takes it from the realm of, theory to like, well, what's it going to look like as we start yep. to see a mature expression. Thanks for that. Um, Annette, Chris, did you guys want to weigh in before we close?
1: I if I think could we'll... say one thing um, <laughs> on the, you know, the preparation, Jonathan, of the bride and the preparation of, or the, the expression of what worship is, you know, even at the practicals, And I've experienced this in the the manifest glory of God, that like God is created inside of us. And I I love the picture of Isaiah chapter 6, that when the seraphim are actually gazing at God, it's the sound of their worship that actually shakes the doorposts in heaven. That I believe that this, this bridal picture is that there's going to be a people, that it's their expression. The Father has always been seeking for true worshipers, and there's something inside of worship. And worship, intercession and all those things, worship is about gazing at God and responding to the manifestation of what he reveals to our inner man, you know, and there's something about a bride that in the darkest hour in human history, while judgments are being released and there's there's all this darkness. It's like the, the seraphim, like it says in the, the year that King Isaiah died, Isaiah was complaining about... How dark the hour was and the sin around him, but the seraphim were gazing at God and declaring that the whole earth is filled with his glory, gazing into eternity. That there's a bride in this hour that literally is not focused on how bad things are in the earth, but they're Mm -hmm. focused on the Lamb of God. They're focused on the beauty of Jesus and a people that literally can fixate, can take their eyes off of darkness and actually gaze into eternity and respond to the glory that I believe this is the picture of the bride. This is a people that have positioned themselves in the glory of his presence to to gaze at God, respond to glory and their, their worship will shake the foundations of heaven. And ultimately I believe it's going to be the culmination where, Jesus will finally respond to the sound of a lovesick bride mm-hmm. and come and, 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 and just say, father, I can't hold back anymore. They want me that bad. Mm-hmm. And it's time, you know, that's mm-hmm. why Jesus even says it himself. I don't even know that hour, but I'll show you the signs and the seasons. Yes, there's darkness, but even more so a bride that has positioned her heart to not give a rip about how bad things are in the earth. But I see what's in heaven. Like, The throne room, everybody in eternity is not complaining about the darkness around them. Everybody in eternity is gazing at the beauty of God and their response is what the Father has always looked for is that people would just look at me. Don't look at any other thing but me and the response to my glory will actually bring more of my glory. And I believe that's the bridal identity. It's not even theology it's an it's it's a revelation of jesus christ the very first words of, of the book of revelation when when he reveals himself there's something innate inside of us that responds to who he is it's not a doctrinal truth it's not any it's a responding to jesus that i believe will shake the doorpost in heaven and ultimately be the sound that jesus is looking for not even the sound that we hear but the sound that he hears of a lovesick bride that has positioned herself to intercede according to the will of the father. And ultimately that'll be the sound that brings him back. And that's our involvement. It's not a sovereign thing in the father's heart. It is yes, a sovereign thing in him, but then we partner with the sovereignty of God with our own free will to love him so much that it becomes the the, the, The platform that builds through our praise a resting place for God to come and ultimately take his place on the throne of David Chris that's so good Annette
0: I'm gonna have you I know you I'm gonna have you share and then we're gonna have Jason pray us out of this segment
3: Yeah just real quick to keep the analogy with Esther um, You know the king says to her ask me anything and I'll give you up to half the kingdom And I feel like as the church is in this time of preparation, as we're understanding the power of prayer, you know, we get to understand that we're hearing from the Spirit, and then we pray accordingly. And when we pray according to His will, we can ask anything, and He will give it to us. So I think we're in such a pivotal time to see the earth shift.
2: Mm -hmm amen yeah. let's pray
5: Lord we thank you for truth thank you for your word thank you that uh, you've raised uh, mighty servants and teachers in the body of Christ Lord Lord, we just bless each one that has shared on this summit time you receive, Lord. God, I want to ask, Lord, would you make us a ready people, Lord? Lord, we hear your knock. We hear your voice. And, Lord, we're asking, Lord, open the door and say, come in. We want to dine with you and you with us, Lord. I ask, O oh God, for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I ask for the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts. I pray, O oh God, for a baptism of love. Let it come like a river of love into our hearts, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Pray that at the end of the age, Lord, we know that we will be a, a lovesick bride the spirit and the bride say, come, come, Lord Jesus. I was going to ask everybody, just uh, our panel here, just unmute. Let's just cry out, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord
4: Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. <laughs>
2: Lord, yes, Lord Jesus, Thank you, Lord Lamb of Lord We, want we you. You. Come. you. really do <laughs> want you. you really oh, do <laughs> want you. More than than come. you Hallelujah. Come, Lord Jesus, We want
1: of your glory, eyes of fire, God. The I your
2: the There is no everything see, the the Jesus, God, every in, every in. you look every meet-bye teacher um, um, I um,
1: sharp, um, double-edged sword.
2: No, I am God to you judge you, and all of those who will not bow their knee to you. Do the reward of you. your Jesus. suffering, Jesus, I'm 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 with I'm you. Bear our hearts. I grew oh, oh, you. are worthy of love. You are great and Thank you. Come, Lord Jesus, come, 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 I'll come, 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 the come, 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 Occupied you come to please Let to she get a but be satisfied that you it. the, 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 the taste no of cup a, no 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 a day. I am not asking to show the end of the, it's the, the, the i I should sure I should have I yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 You want, like want to come, and share the the Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I am not ready. I I am I Poured
6: out into our hearts.
2: Thank you, Lord. We worship you.
6: There's
2: no one like you. There's no one like you. There's no one. Like you. There's no one.
0: Sot, can you just can you just um, close us with close that with just one prayer?
2: Sure.
6: If I may, I'll just read, read. Song of Songs chapter three. What is this coming up from the wilderness? like columns of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the scented powders of the merchant. Behold, it is the traveling couch of Solomon, 60 mighty men around it, of the mighty men of Israel. All of them are wielders of the sword, experts in war. Each man has his sword on his side, guarding against the terrors of the night. King Solomon has made for himself a sedan chair, from the timber of Lebanon. He made its posts of silver, its back of gold, its seat of purple fabric, with its interior lovingly fitted out by the daughters of Jerusalem. Go forth, O daughters of Zion, and gaze on King Solomon with the crown which his mother has crowned him on the day of his wedding, on the day of the gladness of his heart. Go forth, O daughters of Zion, And gaze upon him who has been crowned in the day of his wedding in the day of the gladness of his heart. Go forth and find the satisfaction of your soul. The Holy Spirit poured out to shape and bring the communion of our nature with his and see him in the day of our union. See and behold him in the day he's coming for, the gladness of his heart, to look over his people and proclaim, You are mine and I am yours, and my desire is for you, and yours is for me, and we will be together forever and ever sharing the love that the Father's preordained. Go forth, mm. O oh daughters of Zion, and gaze on him in the day of the gladness of his heart, on the day of his wedding. Thank you, Jesus.
7: Amen. Jonathan, do you just want to just share with us briefly just to connect us to the full focus?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. If you can mute and turn your video back on, um, um, that would be great. Sorry, I'm still a little encountered here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, um, we've we've just had some significant words. A couple of friends, and even this morning on our prayer time, uh, just I believe are real words from the Lord that what was happening this spring was going to be like a launch coming into Pentecost, and that there was just going to be um, even something much more significant happening in the fall in terms of just the Lord releasing grace. There's so many um, incredible prayer movements and uh, movements of the spirit that are focusing on this fall season. Um, I just think of, you know we already heard from Kevin Jessup and this return event, um, Awaken the Dawn, um, planning a gathering during tabernacles. and of course, um, just what's happening with 10 days. God gave me a vision last year to see 120 cities form a global upper room this fall from September 19th to 28th. Um, I really believe it was from the Lord and and also along with that to call 120,000 people to consecrate themselves to truly set apart 10 entire days just to seek the Lord. I think as we're talking about this bridal identity and even that midnight cry that Jason mentioned these are things that are part of it it's these set apart consecrated seasons where i believe the bride is really prepared and are are a part of that preparation to awaken us to who jesus really is to get us out of the normal day to day of life and just to be able to behold him and also as we've heard so beautifully to really fall in love with one another As the body of Christ. Um, So I just wanted to to close this by saying, I, you know, this has been such an incredible season leading up to Pentecost. We just want to invite all of you in in this fall season as we launch out of Pentecost into the summer uh, and then into uh, the fall season to, to just be praying about how to enter into that in your own city. Our hope is that we wouldn't all be gathered together in a Zoom room, although we will have a Zoom expression as well, but that we could see whole cities stopping and seeking the Lord. I'm just gonna put the links, the videos here um, in the chat, and then also there's more information at the website as well, but that was just kind of our conclusion. we, We believe that 10 days is one of many ministries that God's called to help prepare the way of the Lord. Um even as uh Chris shared about um Chris Lack shared about yesterday um in the UK the 24-7 prayer movement that was a core part of their calling there's many ministries like this that are called to help prepare the way of the Lord to be forerunners and um so we just really hope that you'll join us um in 10 days from your city Um, and just invite others into this this is going to be a transforming time can you imagine if we were in one place and this would just have a lingering effect um, on on your city and on your region a transforming effect so anyway that's that's all I have to share um Grant why don't you just conclude us with a prayer if you would and let's pass it over to the Ugandan hour. They've been so patient and just let me know it was okay for us to go a little over. So, but uh, we also want to honor their time.
7: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like, uh, and we will obviously also be doing that on Zoom. So, really help us to, to get the word out to other intercessors because the uh, 10 days is not just about coming in and praying once, it's about concent- consecrating yourself and setting us, ourselves apart for the 10 days of prayer. That doesn't mean you need to be involved in every prayer focus, but to be consecrated and set aside. And I'd like to defer uh, the final prayer for us to, to Roberto, if, if you would lead us, brother.
0: Oh, yes, um,
7: If Great. you would lead us, brother, to just to, to, just to, to bring this to a conclusion. We, we just wanna honor you for your leadership in the Northeastern region and and uh, the the apostolic ministry that the Lord is, is leading you in. We bless you and bro- we'll honor you, brother.
3: Please, allow me just a little bit to say something. Uh, if you are thinking about in this uh, after summer, I mean the fall, to do this kind of continued praying time, do you see the first of the 10th is during that time? So if we are checking out the friends in israel you know the very important festivals there are very appointed time in the calendar of god so we need to see what will happen in this fall as we are now preparing for next the Pentecost. but what will, what will happen in the fall and it is a very important fest that is coming up
7: amen thank you amen. Amen. roberto roberto just over to you
8: You need to unmute. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry about that. I just i am honored to have this moment to be able to conclude this time. It's so close. It's so fulfilling. So, Father, we are submerged in your presence. We are submerged in your blessing. We are swimming in the waters of your spirit, of your provision. And I believe of your approval as well, as your people have been clamoring before you and putting into practice all that we have said about the importance of prayer as the foundation for the movements of your spirit. And we say, Holy Spirit, welcome. Holy Spirit, come and fill the earth. Uh, accelerate your movement in, in uh, history, Father.
2: Okay. Even as we
8: suffer, even as we are filled with uncertainty and and we lament the, the suffering of others, Father, we also revel in the fact that you, you are moving in history, that you are doing what you have promised to do, that all the things that we have often prophesied with doubt in our hearts, we are seeing them actually being fulfilled, being carried out. And we say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome into the earth. Welcome into your creation. Welcome into history. And have your way, Father. We will simply bow at your feet. We will uh, just uh, throw ourselves on the floor that you might just walk over us and use us as a platforms for the movement of your spirit. I bless every brother and sister who has participated in these this, uh, days of prayer. And Lord, as we look toward tomorrow, we know that uh, um, the foundation has been laid through prayer, such as the ones that we have been lifting before you. And Father, we welcome Pentecost. We welcome it not just as a, as a celebration of a yearly, a yearly celebration of an event uh, back in history, but also as, as a, a new time, Uh, An exceptional Pentecost where you will do something extraordinary, Father. We welcome the move of your spirit. Fill us with your gifts and fill us with your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen.